So we're going to start this. <laughs> Watch my lips and you have to repeat after me. Okay. okay. I mean, not repeat after me. You have to say, say the same, same word at the same time. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the No, no Contact, Contact Club. Club. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do that every episode. <laughs> yeah. It's our new way of introducing ourselves. Ready? I'm, I'm Portia, Portia and, and you're, you're Chloe. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, Hi. hello. We're back. Yeah, we're back again. It's been a little while, but that's okay. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, it's, I, I don't know. I, I know some podcasts have like really strict, we upload every Tuesday at this time, but like, I don't know, life is too unpredictable life's too for short that. to go by <laughs> rules like time it's it's too un- unpredictable like we both started uni which obviously that's predictable like we time knew, is we... time is just a social <laughs> construct Shut don't up. you know this i know this as a sociologist oh my God, i believe <laughs> okay okay hi <laughs> hello um no it's like obviously we knew uni was coming but it, it for me anyway it kind of kicked me university in the university is just oh a my social God, construct stop. <laughs> Hi, how's it going, Chloe? Good. How's it going, Portia? I'm really good. You're really tired? Yeah, I'm really tired. So that may be why we've started off like we? this. We? I've started off, <laughs> started doing the podcast like this. I've started the podcast. We've got um, the Olympics on on mute while we're recording this, just There's some watching. manly men. Throwing a shot put thing no it's a hammer throw hammer throw learn your sports chloe we also have a, a fire on which yes. is really nice going so we have a new logo yeah which we're really excited about we've been wanting to do it for like create a new logo for us for for a little bit but yeah we had a message from amy who was um the author, the author that we had that we had on the show for our motherhood episode mm-hmm. um and she messaged us and said hey like i'm i'm keen to get your logo as a tattoo like as a reminder for the community and my own healing and my own journey and stuff and we were like okay that's really exciting yeah it was so weird um, and we were like yeah of course but, but. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, it was it was just a logo that we found was one of the like free options on Anchor, which is the um, like the platform we use to yeah. To it was just like an open. Stuff. What do you do? What uh, do you call it? Like source, I think it's open called. access, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, so so we were like, okay, well, obviously that one probably means something to her, but we were like, also we'll we're looking at creating a new one and maybe mm. and then you can maybe choose. So yeah, we talked to Anna, who's like a sister she's been friends with bridie for um since they were like three years old or yeah something. for a long time so she and she's really talented yeah um, super super talented and she decided to to help us out with that one and yeah. i'm so happy same i love it yeah i think we should all get it tattooed <laughs> yeah i just like it because i mean we're gonna have anna on at some point i hope yeah probably next episode i, don't know I if think you, have you asked her <laughs> yeah yeah she's she's king okay yeah, she's king um yeah we're gonna have just her on timing to, wise, yeah. to to have a talk about what um her approach was when she was when she was making it because mm. obviously we wanted something to ha- that had a little bit of a meaning meaning behind it if it yeah. did have a meaning and and that would kind of resonate with us mm. but also our listeners and i think it really did that i'm so yeah happy that we have it same same it's really good so yeah we'll hopefully um have a chat to her and probably do it next episode i think yeah she's in the states so timing between here and new zealand's a little bit tricky but 
Yeah. That's okay. Um, we also have a new link in our link tree for, mm. um, I'm going to call it Ko-Fi. And I think it's coffee. I'm pretty sure it's coffee, but I, <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's basically, it's similar to, what would you, it's similar to, to those. Like Patreon or? Yeah, similar kind to Patreon, of. but not really. It's uh, we've had a lot of people asking us if they can support us by buying us a coffee or you so. Know, yeah, someone literally was like, "I want to buy you guys a coffee." Yeah, which and, is kind of cool. And and we've had quite a few people asking for something like that where they can support us. Mm. So we have um, signed up to Coffee K O F I. Um, so if you guys do want to support us in that way, you can find it in our link tree, which is on Facebook and. Instagram, and we'll also add it on to this week's the show notes. Yeah, um, show notes and things. Yeah, we obviously appreciate it massively if you guys choose to support us that way. But we're not expecting anything. So. No, not at all. It's just um, yeah, and and again with like Patreon as well. I like the idea of Patreon, but I don't know what we would yeah post on it. I'd, yeah, and and I feel like I would want our content to be like accessible to everyone yeah if that makes sense and i feel like having that paywall there saying well you could have an episode about um, xyz cptsd yeah. or something like that but you have to pay five dollars a month for yeah it. yeah i don't think not that's fair. saying that like other podcasts shouldn't be doing that but no i think there's a difference between a podcast about something random and a podcast about this like i know of a podcast that i listen to that has a patreon and they do bonus episodes but it's more just like they talk about a specific movie or like you yeah. know it's nothing it's it's not like yes yeah, no so yeah. I, I get it yeah i think yeah but yeah, so it's just one way that if you want to support us, you can, and we'll be grateful if you do. Yeah, absolutely. But I think we should probably get right into the episode today. Yeah, it is um, a long one. But just quickly, I wanted to mention, um, we are writing um, a couple of, uh, a series, I guess you'd call it, a couple of episodes on no contact and stuff. So that's coming up? Yeah, coming up. Uh, I don't think it will be like the next episode maybe, but... It, it, but it's in it's, the works. Yeah, it's in the works. <laughs> We're sort of plotting it out. Yeah, because um, I think it, that we have a lot to say on the topic and I know that people... It's heavily requested. ...want us to cover... It's very heavily requested. Yeah. Um, I know that people want us to cover it really in depth so yeah, yeah. for us we're going to turn it into a series where we cover a certain aspect of no contact um with each episode so that yeah. is coming up so look out for that in the coming month yeah or so and i think that's it eh? yeah let's get into it cool welcome to the no contact club while we are knowledgeable about the topics we discuss because of our collective experiences we aren't professionals we research what we talk about and our references are in the show notes. However, our episodes are not a replacement for professional medical help or advice. Our content can often be triggering or upsetting, so please, if you feel like you need support, you can reach out to us at thenocontactclub at gmail.com or see the links in the show notes. So to follow on from our last episode, so we talked about uh, the sort of mental health repercussions of having a narcissistic parent last week. Last week, it was about a month ago now. Was uh, it a month ago? Roughly, I think. Almost. That's okay. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, this week, we're talking about um, like the social repercussions or impacts of having a narcissistic parent. Yeah. And um, <laughs> as we mentioned in the last episode that we did, we 
had a response to our survey from one of our sisters who is yeah. not in contact with us at the moment. So it was kind of weirdly good timing yeah. for that to come through yeah. as we wrote these episodes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about her response or responses you might get from family along those lines, mm. like from family or friends or extended family, but also just in general, the kind uh, the kinds of things that happen socially or within your family or friends or community yeah. when you have a narcissist in the family. Yeah, well, I guess this episode could also be called like the impact of going no contact. Uh, sorry, all the repercussions of going no contact, but it's not quite the same thing. Like, as we mentioned earlier, we are planning this series about going no contact, like how we did it and tips and that sort of stuff, um, as well as the fallout, like what happens uh, like socially and, and within your family when you go no contact. Mm. But I think this episode now today will focus more on kind of what happens in general in like a social kind of setting just through having a narcissistic narcissistic mother or father whether you're in contact or no contact yeah um so we'll probably touch a little bit i would say on what happens in like a social context after you go no contact too but but we're yeah. trying to leave that yeah sort of no contact series, series. <laughs> so i guess we've always said that we wanted to be open about what going no contact means and how it has affected us and how it continues to affect us and those around us. Yeah. And I guess with our sister's response to our survey, this is one of those moments where it's like, we want to share the, the real realistic side. Yeah. Yeah. Of what going no contact means. Yeah. And for those who haven't done the survey, obviously if you don't want to, that's all good. Uh, We'll put the link in the show notes, but basically we just ask questions like, what do you like hearing about any suggestions for episodes, thoughts, like nothing too intense. We just kind of wanted some feedback to see like what's working and what's not working. Um, And just quickly, I want to repeat what we said last episode. We are a hundred percent fully aware that this is a public forum. Like we're not in any way complaining that we got a nasty message from our sister. Like, honestly, we're kind of surprised it took, you know, her or anyone else this long. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And and we are putting ourselves in the public eye with this, and we know mm. that there are plenty of people who would disagree with what with what we're doing or the approach that, we're, yeah. that we've taken or just think that we're making stuff up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not a surprise that we eventually got a response like no, this. No, not at all. Um, we're not we're not going to read it out like word for word. We just kind of want to talk about it in the context of this episode and how it affected us, I think. Yeah, because, um, I mean, as we go into it in further detail, it'll become clear why I wanted to, why I want to talk about it, and mm-hmm. I think you'll, you would feel the same way. Yeah. So one of the things that I really wanted to talk about, and I think it was really important for us to talk about, is one of the one of I'm saying like one of the things one of the things um, one of the things that she said was that we were unqualified to make any kind of diagnosis about our mum and I think this is really important for us to talk about and be transparent about with our listeners you know we try our hardest to make it clear every single episode that we aren't professionals and this podcast isn't something that should substitute Uh, seeking help from a medical professional you know yeah exactly and like we say in the disclaimer like we research everything we talk about and we encourage you guys to seek out professional help if anything we talk about resonates with you especially if something we talk about resonates with you. yeah exactly and Um, I, I think part of the reason this comment sunk in for me was 
because of the fact that she's right. Like we're not qualified to be be making a diagnosis like this and we would never claim to be. No. And we never have claimed to be either like that, that yeah. It's also quite famously difficult to diagnose narcissism. Like within the mental health, like psychologist community, diagnosing someone as a narcissist is incredibly difficult. Like a lot of the time it's said that a person has narcissistic tendencies rather than actually labeling them as a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and I mean to for someone to to it's very difficult for a narcissist to see that they have a problem. Yeah, they they'll be blaming other people, the pointing fingers at at everyone else, and not see their own actions as negative. So yeah. for someone to go out and seek out therapy, it's gen they're generally not going to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, given the fact that you're studying psych and part of your job. What's your what's your job label? Uh, a clinical practitioner. Yeah, <laughs> which you, sounds I mean, fancy. But essentially, but... you provide care for people um, in acute distress, like in mm. crisis. So yeah. it's like I would say you probably more than any anyone in. I mean, I say anyone like the two of us. Um, you're probably leaning more towards knowing about this stuff. Yeah, and I guess it just comes back to the fact that we research stuff. Like, I I think through this community and not only doing this podcast, but the Facebook groups and the different like articles we've read and stuff. It's quite common to say, yeah, my mum's a narcissist, regardless if you've had that. like this blanket term. Yeah. Regard, like nobody, I'm sure not, you know, maybe 0.1% of the population has a diagnosis for their mother as a narcissist. So it's kind of like a blanket term and maybe we should have specified that. But I, I, I think most people um, listening are the same where they say, yeah, my mum's a narcissist, but Nobody's ever, I don't even think my therapist has ever said narcissist. Like it's not something that's easy to diagnose. And you know, it's mine is mine has alluded to it. Yeah. Yeah. But been very careful not to, because obviously they can't, yeah, they can't say that unless they've met the person. Exactly. Um, but yeah. And I think I just want to say as well, like, when we got this response to the survey from our sister, I actually had a really big talk with my therapist about it because it, I don't, I don't know why, but it really, well, I didn't know at the time, but Mm. it really stuck with me. And I think part of the reason it, it was so impactful Mm -hmm. to the way that I view the podcast is because of the fact that it kind of put into perspective that there are real life consequences of us doing this podcast and of us talking about this stuff and having, a following. Yeah. And I think it really pinpointed the fact that we need to remain diligent, I guess is the right word, maybe mm-hmm. on the content that we're putting out and the sources that we're accessing and the things that we're, we're recommending, I guess the integrity of the information that we post. Yeah. It, it really, I, I think this really her her response really sort of shifted something in me where I was mm. like, okay, I, I think I we need to... Yeah, well, we want to, like, not only do we want to, like, make ourselves proud, but, like, you guys, like, who are listening, like, we want mm. you to know or want you to trust that you're getting good information, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I think um, I think this came at, at, at a key time as well because, so previously on a lot of episodes, we've recommended a podcast called Inner Integration. She also does YouTube channel, uh, mm-hmm. a YouTube channel. And yeah. she was really key for us figuring out, Oh yeah, you know, our childhood, figuring out that there were issues, yep. um, figuring out that 
some of the stuff that we went through was actually considered abuse or yeah. trauma. It was kind of pivotal, I'd say. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember literally sending videos back and forth. Like, have you seen this one? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really sad because recently she's turned down like the root of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah, anti-vax sort of thing. Like anti-vax, what else, saying like you can't trust the government, we're being indoctrinated. Uh, it's it's difficult because I, I've i read a lot about like conspiracy theories and they always say like there's always an element of truth in a conspiracy theory and I'm sure – I mean, I know that there are places around the world where you can't trust the government, and I know there are places in America and here that you can't trust the government, but it's kind of, it feels more, it's more like, what am I trying to say? Like, it's more anti-vax and anti-everything, you know? like anti, it's, it's very anti-establishment, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to say, like, we are also, like, not untrustworthy of the government, but, like... It's, Mis- it's a system that's not it, like doesn't benefit everyone. You our know, trust, like, our trust of the government is dubious at best. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we're not going to assume that everything that comes from the government is yeah is a hundred percent you know right or true yeah. or whatever. And I think that's where the why I'm bringing this up with inner integration is is the fact that we as a podcast need to be so careful with the sources that we're, that we're using, trusting the right sources and being picky about the information that we give out. And for our listeners being picky about the information that you take in. Because in hindsight, I can look back at her video. She was very holistic in her approach to narcissism. Yeah. And I can see how that chain of events would have led to her going down the conspiracy route. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring her up as well, because I, I think it really speaks to to us and to our listeners to be very picky with mm. what we are um, spreading, I guess. And I guess for the, for the record, uh, we always put our sources in the show notes. So if ever, you know, maybe you want to learn think, more about yeah, something. Yeah, that you can click on it. And then if you find something where you're like, hang on, this doesn't sound right. Like, please just let us know. Like, we're more than happy to be called out or you know, tell us if we fuck something up basically. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, call us out. Like, yeah, I, that's like, my favorite us, thing to do yeah. is be called out and told that I'm a yeah, cause piece it's, of shit. Like, no. I don't know. <laughs> cause like, I don't want to be saying the wrong information or offending someone, you know? So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyway, another comment that was made um, on our sister's response. And this is something that anyone who's been through, abuse will have experienced is that we yeah. are twisting stories to fit what we believe. So gaslighting. Yeah, just straight <laughs> gaslighting. Um, she mentioned like extended family and that even they think we're remembering stuff wrong. Um, uh, yeah. I'm sure if a, a lot of our listeners would have heard this line before, to yeah. be honest. It also sucks because even I, sorry, it also sucks because even after you know over three years of no contact we're still having gaslighting attempts from flying monkeys and i get i get that that it's in the context of we're doing a public podcast and we're not you know hiding the fact that of who we are yeah um i get that that's probably why it's invited flying monkeys to come in yeah but also it's just very frustrating (laughs) yeah like i mean that's gaslighting it's so frustrating it sounds I don't know if you guys can hear the fire, it just one bit of wood just decided to explode. Explode a little bit. 
it, it sounds very cliched, but like you have to own your truth. Like nobody can tell you that what you've lived is not true or that your memories are wrong yeah. like, at all. Yeah. And I think this is a huge part of social repercussions, like flying, uh, just going, pushing yeah. us, pushing us gently towards the, the, the actual, actual topic. topic of what this episode's supposed to be. But I think this is a huge part of social repercussions with, you know, flying monkeys, gaslighting, yeah. extended attempts to, you know, discredit your experiences and make you doubt your reality. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got this long tail to it. Definitely. You know? And then like by extension with gaslighting as you end up doing it to yourself. Yeah. It's so dangerous. Yeah, be- well, because I, I mean, when her, when her response came through, that was automatically what we fell into. Yeah. Was, was, was doubting ourselves and going, okay, maybe we were remembering it wrong. Yeah. But like, what not- do we do? What do we do about this? <laughs> At the end of the day, you're like we are each the expert in our own lives yeah you know what you experienced you know how it's impacted you like believe yourself yeah absolutely we have just got a couple more points and then we'll move on to the core content of the episode Mm. even though i feel like we've been talking for and it also kind of runs together i feel like yeah but one thing that she said was that our mum is not as bad as we made her out to be Mm. and that may be true for her i just i like i really want to stress this the important thing to recognize here, and that I think is what will be helpful for our listeners as well with us talking about this, is that our memories and experiences and even the perception of events um, that occurred can be wildly mm. different to our siblings. Mm-hmm. We experienced a different mum to our younger siblings who can't remember the things that we do. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like the mum that I experienced was a heavy alcoholic and I had to deal with that as a teenager. Like as well as taking on the role of the mother yeah. you know second mum while that was sometimes happening. sometimes i forget that you that that was what it is yeah uh, like as in that you were mum yeah i always remember it around mother's day because i want to like buy myself something maybe we should start celebrating mother's day and mm-hmm. be like chloe mother's day <laughs> I, know, right? I would actually love that <laughs> um but yeah so like even you or bridie could have a different experience or perception of her mum is or what it was yeah. like to experience that alcoholism and neglect yeah and it's the same with anyone who experiences anything together like memories are so variable yeah you know you can be on a roller coaster with someone and both experience the same ride yeah but then one person can describe it as like terrifying and the other one can be like, no, it was really fun. Exactly. Um, you know, it's both of those experiences and perceptions can be true at the same time. But the the thing here is that claiming the other person's experience and perception of that ex- and perception of that experience mm. is untrue or wrong is, is, is what's wrong here is what is, yeah, isn't okay. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what's happening here. You know, there's this claim that our perception and experience we've had from childhood into adulthood is wrong or um, untrue. And, yeah, and that's. Not and okay. I also think there's like this implicit assumption almost that for us to own our trauma and say yes, what we experienced with mum was traumatizing, and I'm traumatized as a result, is ultimately weak or pathetic or or yes, something that adults shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and that's fucked up. Like. Just a reminder, if anybody needs to know, like you, nobody is weak or pathetic to say, hey, I was hurt by this and traumatized by this and I was affected by this. And I have the, this as yeah. a result. Yeah. Um, there's such that there's like such an ingrained societal expectation of loving and respecting your parents no matter what. Yeah. Especially mums. Yeah. But at the end of the day, respect isn't 
a right. Like it's not a given. You can't demand respect or love from anyone. So why should there be this expectation of us to unconditionally, unconditionally love someone who has ultimately done harm, done us harm? Yeah. uh, One of my papers at the moment is a sociology one. And we're literally talking about things like this, um, like social norms, that like why are they norms and so people we had to kind of put forth our own so of course I used this and I was like well why is it okay for me to break up with a toxic or abusive partner or cut off a friend who's toxic or Or abusive even fathers yes even fathers it's so much more socially acceptable I don't have a relationship with my dad and it's such a gendered thing as well yeah I mean well obviously it is because father mother although yeah yeah but but it's such it's such a gendered thing that women they have more expected of them yeah where they're expected to put up with bullshit they're expected to look after their kids no matter what yeah um and it's so it's it it shouldn't that shouldn't be the case yeah and and i just want to also clarify something here this isn't saying that i don't feel any love for mum, or you don't feel any love for mum, or anybody else doesn't feel any love for their narcissistic parent after everything they've gone through or don't recognize there were good things as well as bad yeah like when we're not saying that you have to be all in or all out like you can accept that she has traumatized you but also recognize that there were good things too is that what you mean yeah, I guess I'm just trying to solidify some stuff that I'm going through in therapy a lot because my therapist is always saying trying to trying to avoid the split, I guess mm. you could say, if mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, the split. And seeing things as all good or all bad, all evil, all perfect, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that's I think that's one area where a lot of us, a lot of our listeners as well, probably would find it hard to recognize that there were terrible experiences that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But it doesn't, well, I don't know. Yeah. No, well, it, it's, it's it, like that you can feel more than one thing at once. So fun, yeah. it's funny that we mentioned this because the email that I'm going to read out at the end kind of talks about this, but it's like, I can be sad and miss mom, but I can also be angry at what happened and what I went through. Yeah. It's it, like seeing more of the gray rather than black and white. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah. I really, I just quickly want to clarify that this space, this podcast, this isn't for us to continue to victimize ourselves or put all the blame onto mom or, or whoever. Like it, this space is for us to recognize and understand that there was a tra- trajectory of events that kind of led us here, Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and now we're just kind of moving forward well, whatever way we can. And it's not our fault or your fault or our listeners fault that we have these issues with mental mm. health. Yeah. Um, but it's our responsibility now to do something about that mm-hmm. and to deal with them. Um, in the same way that whatever mental health issues mum was suffering from, like alcoholism, she wasn't responsible for, for becoming an alcoholic. No. I mean, it's a mental illness, but her responsibility was in working on that on that yeah Yeah. i don't know why i can't talk today i think it's because i'm tired but Um, i mean it was her responsibility to work on those mental mental issues and she didn't and she didn't yeah exactly and also (laughs) i know i keep i'm going on like a real tangent and also but i just have lots of thoughts around this um i just want to quickly say to us or to anyone that's listening that we are the ones who have decided to take a stand and by taking a stand I mean, deciding to stop yeah. the cycle of abuse to protect yourself or your kids. 
it's okay to recognize that, that the environment that you grew up in or are living in now is toxic and to stop that um, trajectory before it's too late. Yeah, you know? 100%. There's a lot of power in um, breaking that cycle. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on something that I think we've mentioned in previous episodes, but we've had both of our siblings who are still in contact with mum tell us we should stop doing this podcast. And I'm sure there's other family members who would agree. Yeah. But um, we've said before, like this is a public forum and of course people are entitled to feel the way they feel about it. But here's the thing, like we're also a hundred percent allowed to talk about our lives and experiences in whatever ways we want to. Yeah. And so are you like, yeah. you should do whatever you need to do in order to own or begin that process of healing from your trauma. Yeah. And I've seen a few posts of people saying, saying, oh, I want to start a podcast or, you know, I want to maybe write a blog or something like mm. that. And honestly go for it with, found doing this podcast so helpful for ourselves and and evidently from the amount of people that we have messaging us yeah exactly for others as well and like the community that we've gained from this podcast and the support we've received is like like we can't even explain how special it is and like how meaningful it is yeah and uh, i i think after her response i had this feeling of like, should we be doing this podcast? Should we continue doing it? Is it, is this the right thing? Or are we creating a toxic space in itself? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's, there's a level of narcissism involved with having a podcast and being like, listen to what we're saying. So it's kind of ironic that we're doing it about narcissism. But I, I think when we receive messages from people saying that we've helped them, I think it's so important. Yeah. Because, um, that was something that, our sister mentioned that we aren't helping anyone, but I think we just going by the emails that we receive, like, I feel like we are. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also it comes back to what I was saying before about, about always being vigilant about the type of content that we're producing Mm -hmm. and the type of information that we're giving people and making sure that we are keeping the, the integrity of this podcast in Mm. a space where it's helpful and not, hurtful yeah yeah at the end of the day i always come back to that meme of that woman signing her book titled my horrible life or yeah. something and her parents are there and they're like if we'd known you were going to write about us we would have been better parents it's like that kind of sums it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a little bit and i know that also we talk so much shit on this podcast yeah, we do. and we joke around a lot but i also just want to say and i think we've we've probably said this a million times before but but this podcast can be a struggle sometimes yeah. going no contact is a really difficult decision, even if it's the right one for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been the best thing for us, but it's not easy. And I guess that going into the social repercussions of, of going no contact or having a narcissistic parent, the response you get from family isn't easy as well. Yeah, exactly. So I guess getting into the main portion of the episode <laughs> after However after a long minutes. tangent. Yeah, uh, I, I think this more this episode, sorry, is more like a relaxed kind of let's talk episode considering the amount of time we've spent going off on tangents. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, so speaking of integrity of the information that we're <laughs> releasing, um, we haven't got too many sources for resources for this episode because a lot of it is based in our own experience yeah. or experiences that we've had people send in to us. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of ironic considering 
we've just been talking about that, but yeah. moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of um, the research, if you search for social repercussions, it pretty much just brings up what we talked about last episode. Yeah. Um, but also last week it, it, it fit into social repercussions too because things like low self-esteem, depression, anxiety – all, all these things um, affect you socially. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're feeling anxious or depressed or you've got low self-esteem, you're not going to want to go out. You're going to isolate yourself or, you know, avoid people or maybe, you know, call in sick to work more times than you should or, yeah. you know, just, just yeah. Because I know that when I'm, when I'm feeling like, I don't, I don't know if I ever feel depressed. Oh, I <laughs> I, I'm like, I never feel depressed. And then I'm like, hang on. Last year I was very depressed. <laughs> um, but but I know that when I'm in a low point, I get really irritable where I'm yeah. with. And I have, like, I've learned now to internalize it rather than actually get angry because sometimes I'll be like hanging out with you and you'll do the most normal thing ever like like say okay and in my head I'm like I wish she would shut the fuck up and stop saying okay like <laughs> do you know what? I think I know when you're like that because I get quite I, short yeah I can just tell and I and part of me wants to be like are you okay and then I'm like no I'll just I'll leave probably it. be like stop fucking asking I'm fucking if fine. I'm okay but yeah so that's kind of like a social repercussion like an yeah. interpersonal issue yeah um with your relationships whether that's you know sisters siblings or um, friends, friends partners exactly yeah because i mean i guess if we're talking about um so like how how we socialize we learn that from our parents mm. so mm-hmm. the way that we learned how to deal with issues between friends and family and and everything was was through blow-ups yeah or was through um ghosting people yeah or, yeah god yeah not not dealing not dealing with an issue just just being Kinda, like i'm not going to talk to them anymore yeah god we could do a freaking episode on that yeah we also do want to talk about partners and friends like what the impact is on them when your parents are narcissists like not bringing friends over like i mean we were we were kind of like not well off so part of it was yeah. that like not wanting to bring friends over because there was no food in the house or whatever, but I know I didn't like having friends for a sleepover because I, I didn't want mum to get drunk. Um, yeah. What was the podcast you were talking about? I remember you saying before you wanted to mention it. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to – because I knew that we were going to bring up the fact that we were poor, mm-hmm. but it was quite interesting, this podcast that I was listening to. It's called Behind the Bastards, and mm-hmm. it was about – Dr. Phil. <laughs> it was an epi- it was an episode on Dr. Phil and how terrible he is. But they were talking about um certain kinds of poverty poverty mm-hmm. and and they were talking about, you know, the kind of poverty where you weren't like on the streets living in a garage yeah, or living, in cars living or whatever. In cars or whatever. And I feel like that's our kind of poverty yeah. that, that we were that kind of poverty. Yeah. We were We were never homeless or Yeah, or, or didn't yeah. have shoes or whatever. We just didn't have food. We couldn't afford, you know, things yeah we couldn't afford clothes bras socks underwear yeah <laughs> like the the, the basics With like um, a pile of washing like hip height in the laundry. yeah yeah i think i just wanted to bring that up to, to apply context when we say poor poor like, yeah that's the kind of poor that we're talking about we weren't like living yeah we were yeah we we were on the streets or anything would never, so that's kind of like a privilege in in a way because even if we had it hard like there are people who we're living on the streets and yeah. and in cars and friends' couches and stuff like that. So, yeah. But um, anyway. But yeah, that's that's a I guess a good social repercussion is is 
you know poor have, poor management of money yeah yeah impulsive behavior going out and spending money yeah yeah i but i'm with you there on um not wanting to bring friends over because it was too embarrassing or mm. because you didn't want them to get drunk yeah um and i know also ellen would have had some experience with coming into a family with with a narcissist you know yeah um, and having having those interpersonal issues or or having you having to deal with the fact that she's come over from australia yeah i know something that always irked her was that i would always be like oh i have to go see mom i have to go hang out with mom and she's like well why like why <laughs> like you know and at the time i was like well because she's my mom and now i'm like yeah why did i need to see her all the time or yeah. um yeah but yeah it's it's yeah but there's also the the fact of like the narcissist like demonizing the partner or, yeah. or trying to turn everyone against you and the partner for trying to break that mold you know yeah. like Mum's i mean saying, every single partner that one of us has had yeah. has, has been demonized there's always been something another. bad yeah yeah and it's because it's it's someone coming in from the outside and breaking the mold and breaking yeah. the mold yeah um and i guess similar with friends like you know there's friendships don't last as long or it's hard to maintain because mum might have something bad to say about them which is um really frustrating it was really frustra- a frustrating aspect for me mm. because mum would always have something bad to say about my friends always yeah. always always and it was it was really difficult because I I I lived with her for such a long time yeah I never brought people over and when I did I was always on walking on eggshells I felt Mm -hmm. like I was I was trying to like manage my friend's behavior so it didn't be so it wasn't seen by mum as a negative thing yeah you know what I mean like I like I would I would keep them in one room without them realizing I'm just just, messed up yeah it's so messed up I guess there's also the the parenting aspect of like parental alienation. Yeah. You know, losing touch with children, with your children because of the narcissist. Yeah. Which I I know our dad would have a bit to say about. Yeah. Um, And then also flying monkeys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like not knowing who you can trust in the family because everyone gossips or information always gets back to the narcissist. Like how many times have I said something to mom and told her something personal and said, please don't tell anyone. And she tells you Mm. or she tells Bridie or she tells our stepdad, like, it's like, it's so frustrating. And yeah. f- like the flying monkey thing, like maybe I'll sit with you and be like, oh, mom, it's so annoying today because of X, Y, Z. And then you go tell mom that. And then that it's a whole big thing, you know? Yeah. And more than it needs to be. There's no stability at yeah. all. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's a really important thing when you're growing up is that stability in mm-hmm. relationships and knowing and what trust. To, yeah. Knowing who to trust and knowing what to expect from people. Yeah. And I think that's something that really lacks when you have this toxic um, family system mm-hmm. happening because of the fact that everybody's ratting on, yeah. ratting on everyone. And then kind everyone's- of, yeah, that kind of pulls in then to our last episode about mental repercussions, like anxiety, trust issues. Like, yeah. And shows it's how it's all, all like interconnected. Yeah. It's one big ball of, horrible stuff yeah um i think a really big part of combating like all the things we've been talking about is like not that that's an easy thing to do is to maintain boundaries yeah like boundaries are almost always non-existent with a narcissist which is why it's so so hard um to establish and maintain them we do have an episode on boundaries and the number has slipped my mind but you can but we have go for a scroll (laughs) go for a little scroll on spotify yeah yeah 
but then you even think about in terms of boundaries and and you know when you're an adult or even a child you have no idea what he- what healthy boundaries are Mm-mm. and so that can lead you to you know giving more of yourself to a person or a job or saying yes to everything it can it can lead to burnout you know yeah um, it can lead to like further unhealthy relationships down the line so you don't even have to be in contact with the narcissist anymore yeah. and it's you're still... repeating those behaviors because it's a learned behavior which yeah. means that it can be unlearned but definitely yes. um and it can also lead to people pleasing i know that you yes i'm calling you out here <laughs> no that's okay yeah no it's it's been interesting since changing changing jobs from the nannying side of things to see how much of a people pleaser i was like in my job yeah like i would put the family i was working for before anything i would do yeah and and I saw that as like my only way to get uh, my only way that I could prove I was worth something or that I had value, you know, but yeah, I've definitely been trying not to do that <laughs> um, anymore. <laughs> but I have noticed that you've been a lot more willing to say no. to Yeah. Things. I've, I've, I was listening to a book called how we show up by Mia Birdsong, I think. And she talked about like boundaries and stuff and burnout, which was really interesting. But yeah, no, it's, 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 it's not easy to do, but like Porsche said, like it's learned behavior, so you can unlearn it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just hard. (laughs) And I guess what we're saying is also, you know, people pleasing, lack of boundaries, burnout, all of this stuff, it all, it all feeds into further repercussions. Yeah. It makes relationships in your life strained. It can make marriages strained. It can make um, relationships difficult to manage because you don't know how to manage them. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of why like I really want um, an important takeaway for this episode to be kind of what we mentioned earlier. Like it's not your fault that this abuse and trauma happened to you at all, but it's your responsibility now, now that you're aware, now that you know what's going on to begin that process of healing and figuring out how to combat your mental health issues and personal issues that have stemmed from that trauma. So, you know, it shouldn't have happened to you. It shouldn't have happened to us, but it did. (laughs) And so now we're like, okay, what am I going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. And the, I mean, the entire reason that we're doing this podcast, the reason most of us are in therapy, the reason so many people are traumatized Mm. and have mental illnesses and personality disorders and all of this stuff is because of the people that didn't make the decision to combat their issues and go to therapy and mm. deal with their shit. It's because our, our mum didn't seek out therapy that we're in therapy now. It's because yeah. the adults in our lives didn't make the hard decision to stop the cycle of abuse. And it, and it is hard. Like we're not sitting here like you could just stop the abuse. <laughs> of course, that's not what we're saying. You know, it would be the easier option to keep blindly following what we've all been conditioned to think since childhood. Like, this generations and generations of trauma it's never ending unless you know you break break that chain yeah and i hope this isn't i really hope that this isn't coming off as like preachy or or like some self-help um guru (laughs) wishy-washy bullshit um because that's i well that's not what i'm going for here and i don't think you are too I, i think it's just we're speaking from experience like we are people and people who listen to this are people who have and still have to deal, have to deal with that bullshit, yeah. you know, that came by, came from being raised by a parent like that. So came from being raised by a parent who couldn't break the cycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, so, so yeah. <laughs> do you think there's any 
I want to be careful with my words here, but do you think there's any positive repercussions, social repercussions from so having a narcissistic I'm, parent? I'm glad you asked this. This is something I struggle with because I've had people tell me, well, because of that, now you're a really strong person. Yeah. Now you are good at looking after kids or good at, you're very empathetic towards other people. I'm just, I'm just, um, pushing my own, like tooting my own horn here, but people have said that to me and I get that, but I don't like, like if I could choose, I would rather it hadn't have happened and I'm sure probably everybody would say that so so I don't know if that could be thought of as a positive Mm. like outcome I guess I I guess I guess it is positive like I do am slowly recognizing that I am a strong person and that everything that we went through it did make us who we are and it sucks resilient yeah and and so I think I think the saying or the way to word it is like we became strong and resilient and everything else in spite of what happened yeah not because of you know it shouldn't have happened and it sucks that it happened for everybody who's been through shit but but you know we are still here I guess yeah that's something yeah (laughs) So I don't know. What are your thoughts about positive? I'm kind of with you there where, yeah. where I get that um, that's a huge thing for people where they go, no, I'm stronger because of because of the, mm. the trauma that I've been through. Mm. But there's also that little line where I'm like, but I shouldn't have had to be strong. I was a kid. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's, I, it's, it's this, it's this line of, of, of going, I can see that this is a slightly positive thing, positive mm-hmm. outcome where I'm stronger or I can, I'm, I can, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. It'd be actually interesting to get people's perspective on this. Yeah. If people want to, um, email or comment on the Insta post or Facebook post, like what your thoughts are once you've listened. Yeah. I'm keen to know. Cause I know, I know some people do, are like, you know, I'm glad I went through what I did to become who I am. And some people are like, no, I would rather, you know, so I think it's a, a, a personal thing like yeah there's no like right or wrong yeah absolutely um so we're gonna take a quick break and then chloe is gonna read out this week's listener email yeah. so we will be back cool welcome back um so chloe is now gonna read out a listener email i know that we had kind of said that we we're gonna read out two last week but I think we'll just kind of play it by ear because this one's quite long and also trigger warning. It's, it's, it's quite heavy. There's some mention of sexual assault. So, um, but the woman, Megan, she did give us complete consent for name and everything like that. So I've also gone through and kind of chopped it into bullet points because it, it, like, no offense, we love reading these long emails. Yeah, send but in it, long emails. Yeah. Send them in. <laughs> but it is quite long to read out on the end of an episode. So, yeah, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase. Paraphrase, yeah. So, uh, Megan is an only child. Um, she had to deal with the chaos of her birth giver um, on her own. She said, uh, I've sought comfort in listening to the podcast. I also searched on Facebook and joined the sisterhood support group that you guys mentioned. Um, you'll never know how incredibly comfort- comforted I have felt since I found you guys. Feeling like like I am not alone in my situation. I could probably send an entire book to you guys about everything I 
I've had to deal with when it comes to my narcissistic mother, but I'll try my best to summarize it. And then we'll summarize it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's 27. Her parents divorced when she was seven and she hadn't, hasn't spoken to her dad since she was 12. So her dad was kind of absent. Um, she said living with a narcissistic mother was absolute hell. And that's an understatement. Yeah. She said, you know, I was constantly bounced back and forth between golden child, scapegoat, horrible child, you know, just all around. Her mom always had another man in her life. And from being age 12 to 18, her mom had at least 15 different men that she had relationships with. Um, her mom was really preoccupied with these relationships and left me in to have a little bit of freedom as a teen, um, which she said, she said it was nice, but it was really short lived. Yeah. Um, relationships would then end and that would be hell to pay for Megan. Nothing I ever did was right. She didn't like anything I was interested in and it was all about mom. Family members as well, she's, this was something she mentioned, that they would never back her up. You know, that kind of, that's your mom. Like, we know how she is, but we can't tell her any better. She won't listen to us, so just uh, ignore it. <laughs> it sounds so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where the trigger warning comes in. Uh, Megan was sexually molested at 16 by her 22-year-old boyfriend continuously over about a year and a half. She said that she convinced herself that she, putting herself into that situation was better than being at home with her mum's verbal and sometimes physical abuse. Ugh, that's horrible. Yeah. She, she finally told her mum when she was 24, what had happened. Uh, her mum called her a liar and then called the man to tell him what Megan had that's, said. That's Yep. Um, at 17, she split with that with that man and decided to just put up with her mum at home and her mum's abuse. The so much, so much. Sorry to interrupt, but there's so much that's happened already. I know. And we're only at age 17. That, I know. It's just yeah. So before she turned 18, she attempted suicide. And when her mum found out, she alienated Megan from the world and blamed uh, Megan's friends for her being depressed. Mm. She, Megan says she still accepts no accountability for what she's done to me. At 18, um, I attempted no contact that lasted three months. Her mum called and said that her childhood cat grieved himself to death <sighs> and to come say her final goodbyes. When Megan returned home, her mum was sitting on the porch patting her alive cat. So that she said that that kind of that situation put a lot of fear into Megan as to how crazy her mother was, and subsequently um, her mum walked all over her. Yeah, she said it was easy to deal with her mother stalking her and finding any way to contact with her. She had a miscarriage at 18 and she didn't want to tell her mum, but her mum manipulated her into telling her. Um, and instead of comforting Megan, she had a mental breakdown because she wasn't ready to be a grandmother. Okay. Um, There's a real clear picture going on I here. I know, right? Um, in 2019, I attempted no contact again. Uh, I worked with at-risk children. I was going to school online full-time to get a degree. Her mother accused her of ignoring her, saying that Megan was on drugs. What? Megan decided enough was enough, and she went no contact. Her mom stalked her at work, left notes on her car, showed up at her daycare workplace, uh, stalked her online, told family members that Megan was Satan essentially basically making me out to be a lunatic she says and playing the victim megan's grandfather had a stroke resulting in megan kind of making amends with her mum, which she said big mistake um her mum had the audacity to say god made your grandfather have a stroke so we could make amends and rejoin as a family oh my gosh 
I know. July 2020, Megan kind of realized she couldn't take any more abuse after um, her mother told her that her boyfriend needed to move on with his life and forget about his best friend who died in a car accident. Oh, my god! Um, and this is interesting. So she says she wasn't happy once mom started fucking with my boyfriend. Like, she can fuck with me, but she can't fuck with my boyfriend. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. That's really – Because that, that's, that's what very, happened with you. Yeah. yeah. Megan sent her mom a 20-page letter and explained everything in great detail that she'd put Megan through and that Megan was done. She said it took everything from me to write that to her. Um, her mum replied with a 115-plus page letter, <gasps> gaslighting, and projecting her shit onto Megan. She took every single thing that Megan mentioned and made it seem like she was lying, called her delusional, mental illness fucked with her brain slash memories, a bunch of other hurtful things. Oh, that's just... I know. Exhausting. So, I know. So February of this year, uh, her partner almost uh, lost his life. He was revived three times and in the ICU for a week. When her mum found out, uh, through a third party, she began to stalk again. So she would leave flowers on Megan's car when <sighs> Megan was visiting her husband in the hospital, uh, that she would have balloons or flowers delivered. And she said, God made this happen to show you how much you need to speak to your family again. Oh, my God. So Megan actually stood her ground and stayed no contact, which Yay. is, like, amazing because that I can't imagine the stress of that situation. Um, so then since then she stayed no contact, and she said it's this constant battle of feeling peace and feeling peace, sorry, and then feeling grief over never having a normal childhood and the years of adulthood she can never get get back. Yeah. Yeah, so she sort of ends it saying that she was glad to find the podcast and join the Facebook groups. That's right. But her mother found the groups, oh my God. made a fake account to join, and she stalks the page. And the reason that Megan knew that she was stalking the page was because Megan would like a post or comment on a post, and her mum would then email her speaking in reference to the post. She even, she even wrote an open letter to the group slash Megan that was it was disgusting like mods wouldn't even accept it to post so uh, uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll mention that at the end um Megan managed to block her on all mediums but yeah she she's kind of enraged that not even that Facebook group can be yeah. a safe space so that's kind of the email in a nutshell I, ca- um, I can't <sighs> yeah there's like no words um yeah the letter that she wrote to the Facebook group first of all I'm disgusted that she joined like like that because it should be a safe space yeah. full of people like me and you and everybody else who knows what people are going through and can and empathize the of also the amount of work that has to go into finding out what posts yes. people liked and and what posts that yep. she would have commented on that yep. that's like that's fucked up that's like detective bullshit yeah like the letter so megan actually sent the letter she attached the letter to her email that the her mum that her mum wrote and i'm not going to read it out it's about seven pages long no spaces between paragraphs or full stops it's very very difficult to read full of gaslighting and lines like but she's your mother and did you want your mother to be perfect like no but maybe just not a narcissist who puts herself slash drug slash alcohol or whatever before her kids you know I um I'd also let me just say <laughs> I feel like it's a thing with narcissistic mothers Mm -hmm. to not be able to uh, write correctly. Yeah. Like how many screenshots have we seen like on these Facebook groups and our own experience? Like they all kind of talk the same, like lots of dot, 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 dots in between things and like 10 question marks. And weird dot, dot, dots in between words that you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, so we are incredibly sorry that, all of this happened to yeah. you. Um, not your fault. 
at all. I can't even, I can't even imagine. Um, there was one thing I don't think I actually read what the, word for word, but something she said was coming to terms with doing that to myself as a child. Like key point here is that you were a child. You didn't do anything to yourself. The adults in your life failed you. Yeah. You should have been protected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It kind of makes me feel really emotional right now. <laughs> yeah. For all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's like, really that's sad. fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, like we totally get the grief of not having a normal childhood and sort of losing those years to chaos and abuse, even with the good times. But it's really great that you found the Facebook groups and stuff. It feels really, really nice to like have this community. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. I also found it interesting how being an only child, she kind of experienced like the full range Mm. of the like dynamics and roles like scapegoat golden child like that must have been so hectic yeah I just can't to be the only one to experience it yeah I'm just feeling really emotional over this at the moment where I'm like yeah I'm just I just it's it's so much yeah it's so much for someone to experience yeah and they and it should not have no but been experienced and I'm really uh like I know that words don't really mean much, but like I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, and I'm yeah. like Ugh. sorry to everybody who listens to this podcast and can relate to it because that Cause sucks. I, yeah, yeah, like we get it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's a heavy one, but I think it was an important one because she one she talked about the um, the grief and yeah. and like feeling happy being no contact, but also being sad and, and all these different things that came with it. But I, I just thought it, I thought it was a good one to share and she was, she was happy for us to share. So. Yeah. And I think it's important to feel like you have a space to share your story. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have decided to kind of do this reading emails and things. If people want to share their story and they want to have a space where they can feel like it's, it's out there and yeah. it's, yeah. and it's talked about and, mm-hmm. It it's matters in the universe. Yeah, yeah. And your experience matters. Cause um, it does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, after that heavy end of the yeah. episode, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> um, that's it for today. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as always, please feel free to reach out and email us. Just always, if you are sharing your story, like just let us know if you don't want the email shared or you'd rather be anonymous or you don't mind your name being shared. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're just the no contact club at gmail.com. Or you can um, find us at the no contact club on Facebook yep. or Instagram. Yeah, I think but, that's it. But thank you so much for listening and being patient with us while we. Yeah, I, that's actually a good point. Like, like we said at the beginning, like I know some podcasts are like very onto it with epi- with episodes and when they're releasing them and stuff. And like we never have been like from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. But but uh, we've never had. I'm saying this because there's a a podcast we both follow my favorite murder and i know that people sometimes get really bitchy if the episodes like i've seen in comments like if they upload an old episode because they don't they're not in the right headspace to record one like people get pissy like i've heard this one before or like so how dare you yeah and it's like actually like we're people like they're people behind this you know yeah um so and yeah I guess we're just lucky because we don't have people saying that to us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like we haven't had anyone be like, um, you guys are supposed to upload. So thank you for being so patient. I don't even know if people are like still listening this far at the end of the episode. So yes, they are. The code word is rhubarb. So comment rhubarb on Insta or Facebook <laughs> and, like, and like we'll a, know. If- it's like, of, um, like at the end of YouTube, 
YouTube videos, videos yeah. quite often they're like they're like and comment down below pickles if you've yeah yeah watched this far we could um, just be talking shit right now and no one's listening to us yeah we could be like divulging all our secrets or something Chloe's secret is um anyway thanks for listening guys <laughs> uh tune in next week to find out my secret okay have a good all one. right yeah thanks stay classy